beautiful people across the globe. We just want to welcome you to another edition of D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K, The Kickback, with Sharika, Sabrina, and E.B. What's good, Kickback family? Hopefully you guys are doing well wherever you are listening to this episode. I hope you are having a great day, and if you're not, I guess that makes one of us. And depending on what Sabrina and Sharika says, because I'm having a great day. Um, so if you're not, then sucks to be you in this moment. But I hope things turn around rather sooner than later. Like we're in March, like, you know, you got March, April, parts of May, depending on who you ask. This part of like that spring part of things that's like new life, a freshness, things that are vibrant and vivid, whether it be colorful, like let's not let's not walk around dead like there's already enough of that going on in this lovely world don't be one that follows that crowd or that soup but if i had to give you guys a number i would say i'm about at a cool breeze beautiful 87 i'm at an 87 no cool breeze real reason why cool breeze at 87 yeah, it's Florida. Like the sun is out at 87 and you got a breeze coming. Like you got the wind still out or it's blowing. Well, the wind is always blowing. It's just not um, impactful. Like not freezing. Like anything mm-hmm. under 80 is freezing. So if it's under in the 70s, <laughs> like that's freezing. That ain't no cool breeze. Oh my goodness. Like, for those of you who think that that's not, make sure you stop moving to Florida and tell your cousins, your mammies, your pappies, and all these other raggedy behind people to stop moving to Florida so these house prices can... Okay. level out or something because y'all mm. just making things ridiculous like leave our cool breeze in the 80s alone and if y'all don't think it's cool just stay where y'all get snowed in at and god continue to be with you with your frozen water eaters um Dang. But yes but yeah I'm, I'm, it's a just a, when i say a cool breeze i mean like you can look outside for those of you who look to the podcast typically in florida i don't know what other people listen to that but if you look outside you see how the trees move a little bit like you look out your windows right now, if you're driving and you listen to the podcast, you see that just that little subtle little push of the of the trees swaying left to right. That's what I mean by a cool breeze where like I'm outside, the sun is out at 87, but I'm not sweating. That's the difference. Like it's just, oh, it feels good. You know, that's that's how I'm feeling. Um, how about y'all, Sabrina, Sharika? How y'all feeling today? I'm feeling good. Um, a little sleepy, but other than that, I'm good. You know, I ain't nothing really going on, which is sometimes a good thing. Just enjoying the life the Lord has blessed me with. Um, yeah, I'm, I think my temp is probably 83. Um, and I'm, you know, just living life, doing, doing what I got to do. Um, I just started thinking of that Brandy song, Sitting on Top of the World. Just trying to be me, doing what I got to do. People think that I'm just sitting on top of the world. That's not really how I feel, but that's just what was on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? Um, I'm feeling really good. I'm going to stick with my sunny and 75. Is it just me or is this not like the best time of year in Florida? I love it. Uh, yeah, I actually, the, now I was giving EB a hard time talking about the cool breeze, but the really, the w- weather has actually been kind of nice and there really has been a nice breeze over the past couple of days. I was at church last night and on the way out, I was like, this just feels amazing out here. I don't know if it was quite 87. I don't know what the temperature was, but the breeze was very nice. Only thing, I mean, I don't really have this problem a lot, but a lot of people are complaining about the pollen. 
So that's the only thing in the weather right now that people are like not too happy about. But I am enjoying it. And that's a fair complaint because it is everywhere. <laughs> I got such an attitude the other day when I washed my car. Literally, it was in the driveway for like maybe 30 minutes. I didn't put it in the garage because I knew I was going to be on my way back out. Already pollen everywhere. And I'm like, listen, mm. this car is not even paid off yet. I need y'all to calm down. I'm trying to like keep it clean, keep it up, keep it looking new. But the pollen is like really working. The enemy is a, the enemy is against me with the pollen um, over here. But that being said, I feel what you said before that about how it actually feels outside is dead on. I didn't know that I love the Florida like late winter, early spring vibe. It's just not too hot. It's just perfect if it was like this all the time maybe i would Mm. be like you know what i love florida but in my heart of hearts y'all i was in north carolina um i got to spend some time with my sorority sisters um one who lost her mom and every time i go to north carolina i'm like this is me this is where i need to be this is home sweet home i just i love north carolina even though it's a whole bunch of little there's only two cities like i would live in north carolina because everything else is like small town and that is not my vibe but there's seriously no place like home and I do want to say I really appreciate the way our country does the funeral services for veterans because after the service in-house we went to the graveyard and I didn't know they did this this is like my first veteran funeral the soldiers were there with guns and they played taps and they shot them and they folded the flag in this beautiful way and they were so like it was done with dignity and decorum and I just will never forget that. And you just felt such a respect. And I love that they do that. They're not like, okay, you're honorably discharged. Thanks for the service. Like they are there right at the end too, to thank you again and honor the time that you spent away from your family and giving to your Mm. country. So that was really, really beautiful, but I'm in a, I'm in a great mood. I think I told y'all last episode, it's March madness and it just keeps piling on little fun and exciting things for us to do this month the month of my husband's birthday and my song is first time by ed sharon shout out to ed sharon because he has a lot of little bobs um he's Mm. definitely not underappreciated i just don't think of him a lot but i heard this song and it's totally my vibe for this day or this season that i'm in he talks about uh the first kiss the first night the first song that made you cry the first drink red wine on a step in Brooklyn. I still feel the first fight and we both made it out alive. And I can't wait to make a million more first times. I think when you are seasoned in your relationship, and I think Sharik and EB can speak to this more than I can because they were both with their partners for like ever before they were ever engaged or married. But you can kind of just get in this routine and this rhythm like that you know the person. And I feel like that with Doug. Like, I know him. But the other day, we got out of our routine. We usually, like, he comes home. We're working out, have dinner. We watch a TV show together. And then we're getting ready for bed. But for whatever reason, the other night, we didn't do that. We didn't turn the TV on. And we were just sitting on the couch. And then, like, two hours went by. And we're just talking. And I was discovering new things about him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, babe. We have to continue having these sort of connection points and yes we do a date night at least once a month and we alternate but like just sitting down because we did this all the time when we were dating we talk on the phone you know we didn't live together there are just a lot more of those kind of unfiltered free moments where we're just really honing in on each other 
And so I was like, oh, I hope I have like a million more little first time moments where I'm discovering new things about you and your personality. Now, what I discovered, it was kind of disturbing. (laughs) He was like, oh, yeah, like I and I guess this is from him being in the military. He was like, and me, like. Because somehow we got on the topic of, is there something about you that would still surprise me? Like, there's something you don't think I know about you that you would find surprising. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, I have a switch in me that I could just turn on and I could kill without thinking or feeling. And I was like, oh, my gosh, babe, should I be concerned? Mm. (laughs) You know, like, I know that he was saying, you know, because of being in the military is just something that was just in him. And he's like, even to this day, like, I know that's in me, not just random people. And, you know, I had to ask a lot of questions. I was like, let's clarify. Do you need some help? Is this like a white boy school shooter situation? He's like, no, no. But like, if my family was in danger, if I was like called to service, like I know I could do that. There's just a switch in me that all feeling emotions off. And it's just about that. So I just am like, how do they, do they train that? Like, how do you get to that, like, switch where, how does that, where does that happen? That's so interesting. I don't know. Um, it wasn't. Oh, go ahead. I think all of us somewhat have that. It's just, is it being tapped or not? Now, some people Mm. in the best way, I I can't speak for Doug specifically, but like, or I'll just say that, um, I know there's some individuals because of just being in moments of fight or flight, you'll naturally just have it. And it'll be like, okay, there's no, not necessarily saying no remorse, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Like you become numb to it because this is, and this is my livelihood or it's, it's, it's you or me. Um, mm-hmm. And some people can naturally tap into that. You see it sometimes, and say sometimes a lot of people will see it more often in like what we would consider actors or entertainers or athletes. Mm. Where like, How do you turn that on and off? Like, I know we talked about Tom Brady here and there, but it's like, you think about somebody like that, right? Who's all into football and it didn't seem like he could turn that part of his life off for the sake of his family at a mm. time. Now, I don't know all mm-hmm. their ins and out, but then there's other people like I'll use on LeBron James, for example, who's just like, you would not be able to tell the difference from the athlete LeBron James to the family man, because he's all mm. in on both of these things. Like, mm. you know, he's one of the ones we talk about for 20, years consecutively being in the NBA being drafted at an age of 18 years old put all the pressure on his back so to speak and then it's like you hear of no scandals you hear of no craziness the most you hear is oh he left one organization to go play with his friends in another organization that's like his biggest like NBA type thing which people in the rest of the world do that all the time like hey I'll only do a film with this person or I only work for this company or I only hang out with these people or I only go on a friend's vacation with this group of people and it's like that's normal life to do it with your friends and so I think Doug and similar individuals especially being in that military mindset where you know everything in a sense not everything but just a lot of what you do um, has a greater impact bigger than yourself because of everybody who comes um, behind you in the sense of as far as support who's on the battlefield with you people who are helping make decisions from an upper tier leadership or that hierarchy but then also thinking of your family and your loved ones who are back home who are benefiting so to speak from the work that you're putting in and now even in your home like you have somebody who kicked down the door and you got a firearm it's like it's either you or me like it's like why would i not mm. do this or I'll, and i'll break break off after this last one but even with like um a couple of years ago you had a lot of people think calling ti crazy of like why would you have so much money and you have a, your wife and you have your kids like why would you be a celebrity with all these guns or still trying to live in the street life and his response in my opinion was eloquent of like what do you do 
when there's people who are willing to kick down your doors with AK-47s who's shooting 100 rounds per second within their guns or a few seconds or whatnot. He was like, how do I not do what I can to protect my wife and protect my kids? Like, it's not me trying to live this life or portray a lifestyle that people will look at me crazy, but it's like, I know constantly there's are people who are out here trying to get me or trying to get what I have. And like, I have a family to protect. Like at the end of the day, I am a, I'm a human being. Yes. I've had drug charges. Yes. I've been locked up. Yes. I'm a convicted fella X, Y, Z, but it's like, it's either they kill me and my family, or I find a way to defend myself in these moments. And like, what am I not to do? And of course, other people say, well, you get paid security and you do all of this. But then also there's some people who want to handle those issues on their own because at the end of the day, it still will fall on you. Like if your security crumbles or if something goes rogue with your security or if they tell more than they should to certain people, then that still is, I guess you could say, a gap in the whole of what you're trying to protect or what you're trying, what you're entrusted with. So you still sometimes got to just do things on your own because you can live with that most times than living with what somebody else could or could not have done for you. I guess when you think about if you're in the, I mean, I've never, thank God, been in a life or death situation. And the fact of like something that I could, whether it's fight back or something like where I could actually have a role or like have like, if I don't make the right move, either myself or a loved one or someone even Maybe just someone I'm around at this point could, you know, lose their life. I guess if you're, I've never been pushed maybe to the point of those who train for the service or, or in any situation, whether you just, you know, in a, live in a dangerous situation, um, whether, you know, or a dangerous area, a war tour country, whatever it is. I guess I've never been in a place or situation where life or death is like right in front of me. So maybe that's why I don't really understand like that switch. And not that I want that experience. I'm grateful that I don't. <laughs> I think for me, it's that it's not even a switch. I'm more, <laughs> it's hilarious to compare myself to LeBron James because <laughs> not at all. But um, I think just that that energy of it, I don't feel like something would have to turn off in me to do mm-hmm. that. I feel like if the situation called for it, I would just get the job. It would just have to happen. And I would still be the same Mm. Sabrina. Like I wouldn't have to be like, like right now today, I'm telling you, I could kill someone if they were trying to kill me. Like, no. Or if I saw Mm. them like harming a child, there are just something, you know, like Mm -hmm. if there was some racist that came into my mother's home, like boom, dead. And I would go to court and be like, I'm not sorry. So give me the time that you have to give me. Like, that's just mm-hmm. it. It's not a switch. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it was interesting hearing him just talk through that and him sharing with me, like, I feel like this is something about me that would surprise you. And he's not wrong because he is the most, like, chill person. I mean, I've seen bouts, like, when the weave store wouldn't, well, the haircut in place wouldn't cut my weave. Yeah, he had a little outburst. But, like, I don't think of my husband as, like, oh, he's a killer. He's but he wasn't killed. even trying to be violent at that moment. He was no, he wasn't violent. Wife, and exactly. it, <laughs> he was just so, you know. So, mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that was just. But all that to say, sorry, we went on this long no, tangent about fine. the ability to kill and having a switch. I think the heart of what I was getting at is not just you know, and when it comes to relation, romantic relationships, but the people you think you know. There's so much more that you don't know. And, you know, don't Mm. take that relationship to granted. 
open your eyes to the new things that you can discover about them all the time. It's, it's beautiful to be able to have that in a friendship, in your family, or in a romantic relationship. And that's why my temp is First Times by Ed Sheeran. I wanted to say, though, that, like, that is what you were talking about, like, just taking that time to rediscover or get to know or grow with your partner, like, that, a lot of people talk about, you know, that when they divorce or whatever, what what are the leading causes, they don't know the person they're married to anymore, because you get into the routines of things, and you're doing the day-to-day thing, and then you look around and you're like, what is my life? Who are these people? What is going on? And these people. <laughs> yeah, because you'd be like, Sorry. who is this person? Like, yeah. I don't know them anymore. They're not who, I, and or you're not who you were anymore either. And so. But you, I would hope we wouldn't be, right? Like, I feel like at least the three of us on this call have a value in personal growth. Like, I look back at who I was at 25 And I am so glad that I'm not that same person. And I hope when I'm 45, there's 10 years worth of growth there. Mm. I mean, yes. But what if you and your partner don't have these moments to reconnect and you Mm. are both growing, but you're growing apart because you haven't made an investment to stay connected? Well, I think that brings in another part of the conversation because I've heard that angle of people growing apart. And Mm -hmm. I think even if you grow apart, like, I don't care how far Doug thinks he ever will grow apart from me. You committed to me for life. Mm -hmm. And you didn't say if she stays the exact same Sabrina. Mm -hmm. Because there were way, there were things about my personality when we get married that were like black and white. It will never be this. One of them was being at church every Sunday. I remember early in our dating, like he had, he's really into baseball and they had like this fantasy league draft that was going to take like three hours. And he had told me he was going to be at church and he wasn't for this. And I was ready to break up. And now I'll be the main one. Like, ah, I'm going to take a Sabbath at home. You can go if you want. Mm-hmm. So if he was like, well, you've changed. This is not what I signed up for. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> And vice, and there are other things that can happen like that. Obviously, if anything is like, um, causing you harm mentally, mm-hmm. physically, or emotionally, that's different. But when I committed to him before God and man, I was committed to be with this person. And that means if Doug decides tomorrow, I don't like to do, I'm trying to pull something out there now. If he suddenly decides he's a very messy person, we're both kind of fortunate because we're both more neat and I hate a mess. I don't get to divorce Doug and be like, well, he leaves his clothes everywhere now. So now I get to, it's like, no, Mm -hmm. like in my mind, but everybody sees that commitment and that relationship different. I'm curious how you and Evie feel about that. Like how people can grow apart. And if they do something that's drastically different or grow in a drastically different way, do you think it's fair for you to be like, you're not the person I married and I want out? I'll let EB go for it because Hold I know. On, like just before you go, but Sabrina, could you rephrase that question for me just to make sure I'm hearing you correctly? So I don't want to go off on a tangent. No, no, you're fine because I don't even know that I know the full question. I'm just kind of throwing things <laughs> out and verbally I think processing. Sharika brought this idea of like, well, people can grow apart, especially when they don't take time to have those connection points. Um, it can it can happen because you assume you know everything about the person or or whatever the reasons are. And then my rebuttal to that was, even if you do 
grow apart, that doesn't mean the relationship's over. It just means there's new work to be done because <laughs> you didn't commit to being with the person that you married as they are. You just committed to being with this person for the rest of y'all's lifetimes. Yeah. So um, I would say that's a great question. And I, I, for me personally, because, um, you know, I think we've all seen it. And I don't say we've all seen it. I don't say I think I know we've all seen it where there's people who we know who are the, who were together and who are no longer together, whether that be significant relationships that you're like, hey, I never expected that to fall off or married couples who have just found a way to part ways and to find for some of them new love or don't know what they got going on. You just know they no longer together. I think you hit it on the head of like, yes, at whatever that moment was of you locked in with that that other person, you know, it could easily fade. Um, And I say easily, it's just because people who are not willing um, and it could be on one side or it could be on both or it could be just just naturally happens because of life, not wanting to put the work in. And one of the things that I've always remembered, I heard it during my um, premarital for me and Judith, and I continue to hear it when I speak to people of just saying never stop dating your wife, um, because typically when you're dating your spouse, you're trying to. I would say not necessarily gain their attention, but just learn more information, get more insight, see how they're doing. And for me and Judith, who we were in 2009 when we met in 2011, when we started dating is not the same people that we are right now. So like you'll never get to that point of knowing your spouse fully because you and your spouse will continue to grow, whether it's year five, year 10, year 15, year 20 in marriage, you'll continue to grow, whether it's having kids, having grandkids, um, adopting, like whatever it end up being, um, having new jobs, new careers, scheduling sh- um, changes, where you begin to learn a new side of that person, similar to what you talked about with um, just having the conversation with Doug, of just having new moments where you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, that's something new. And like, y'all been married for, you know, three years going on for it, but also been dating prior to that. And you go- you're going to continue to learn things when you are intentional with the person that you are trying to do life with. Um, I think you drift apart or you easily lose less or lose interest in a person when you don't want to put the work in or you're not intentional in that relationship of wanting to know more about the person that you have said you're committed to doing the rest of your life or spending the rest of your life with. Um, I agree. And, and, and now your question, part of your question, Sabrina, was if you grow apart, is that does that mean that's grounds to leave or whatever. Personally, well, I look, I see the situation like two different ways. I I see the emotional side of it of like, you know, whatever. Let's say you were in a relationship and you and your spouse have grown apart. And I'm saying grown apart as in like the energy, the effort has not been put towards the relationship. Maybe y'all, maybe, you know, people say sometimes, oh, you just become like roommates. And and you don't want a roommate relationship. You want a real loving uh, communi- communication and uh, partner and all that stuff. And like I agree, you, just like you can grow apart, you can grow back together again. So does that mean that it's not it's room le- uh, reason to leave? I would say no, but I would say I can understand how that could be in a hard that is a hard place to be in. And especially if it's an extended period of time, it's a, you know, could be years. I could understand how that could be very difficult for people to want to uh, leave that situation, especially if they feel that there is no, um, there is no 
looks like that per- the other person is not willing to work or do their part. I can understand that. Um, but if, but then if I look at the side of the commitment side, we also, um, you know, you committed to death do you part. And if death has not, you know, now I do believe that there are times, like if it's a dangerous or violent or, you know, that kind of abuse or those kind of things, obviously you shouldn't stay. But growing apart, I don't wouldn't say it is necessarily a reason to leave unless the way that that person has grown has become, you know, counter to who I am or what, like if that, like, if that person is like, you know what, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, if they were like, I don't believe in the Lord. I don't, you know, if we had Ooh, family. That would be hard. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or you know what, I don't believe in God anymore. I got, you know, you know, I don't want my children to be raised like, you know, and talking you t- with you teaching them or talking to them about God. I don't know. If, I don't know. See, those kind of situations, you know, I, you know, maybe like, hey, that's not in the Bible. It does talk about one spouse is not a believer and one spouse is. But I wonder if that's because is that how y'all entered into the situation or what if the person switches it up now? Is that, you know, do, is the Bible still in agreement to that? I don't know. But but it does say to stay if one's not a believer even still. But just like hard things like that. Yeah, it does say that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it says if they're if they're willing to stay with you, then you should stay with them. You Not should them. stay with them and be the example and the mm-hmm. light. Yeah. yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and I would say that's one of the biggest things, especially from us, and I think the three of us as a as a unit, as a crew would agree. Part of it is definitely um it's hard. And it's not something that we would necessarily say, hey, do this or do that. But I think we would all agree on finding some form of wisdom and clarity from God. Because scripture tells us, talks yes. to us about like mm-hmm. um, sexual immorality is in a sense grounds for departure. Or if if the unbeliever abandons the marriage, and that's mm-hmm. the part that like sometimes gets mm-hmm. me is just like, what does that even mean? Like, is it is it abandoning it from like, hey, I don't want to be married to you? Or it's it abandonment because I don't want to open up to you anymore. Like what you know is what you got. And that's enough. Mm-hmm. Like you said I do to me. And so that's why I would always encourage people to seek God and speak, seek the spirit for that wisdom. Cause it's like, it's so many ways. And please, for those of you who are pastors who listen to the podcast, or those of you who are theologians, or those of you who know people, like, I would love to have a conversation about this. Cause like, what does like, cause I don't read Greek or Hebrew or, um, Aramaic, but I would love to know what does that abandonment mean? Is it abandonment like, hey, I left my family and I'm not like, I left Tampa, Florida, and now I live in Georgia, Atlanta, and I have no desire to ever see my wife again or is it like no i'm going to shut down to you physically emotionally mm-hmm. financially like I, we become as sharika mentioned earlier we just become roommates you live we live in the same house but i don't care about how you eat i'm not stopping to get you nothing i'm not cuddling with you <gasps> i'm not having sex like it's those moments like <laughs> is that considered abandonment you know and it's like it's one of those things of like some people were like absolutely and then other people like well no he's still there like he still he loves you enough because he hasn't left and it's like i don't i don't feel loved by her like it's nothing going no, on. No, no. I draw the line at not picking me up something to eat. Like that is not okay. <laughs> I heard I that. That is food is so important. How dare you? Yeah, Evie, that's abandonment because, <laughs> like, because now you're messing with my quality. 
<laughs> go get your you own know? food. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like that saying, I can do bad by myself. Like, yeah. if me being with you, and this might sound bad and not everybody has to agree, but something that I was very clear on with most of the people I dated and my husband included, how is this going to enhance my life? Because what I noticed is I'm doing great. And some of the hardest time in my life has been when I've been attached to someone making straight A's in undergrad. The one semester I made two B's is when I had a boyfriend. And it's like, listen, I need to know how is this really going to enhance my life? And then especially as a Christian, my other question was, will us being together help me to do better for the kingdom of God than if I was alone? Because that's just really the space that I was in. Like, I, if being with you is going to take away from our relationship with God or my quality of life, then why are you here? If I'm getting my own food and you're not having sex with me, I can do that. I can handle that by myself then. So we're over because I will be fine. But there's a stress that comes with having dead weight. You know, if you're just there and you're not offering anything, then go offer anything to somebody else because I will do better by myself. Mm-hmm. at that point. Um, this is a great little segue for one of the topics that we have today, but I have to start it with another question that has to do with relationships. What is the statute of limitations on the ownership you have in another person's life once the relationship is done? So if me and they had been together, let's say for two years and we break up, is there an unwritten code or something you all think is appropriate uh, when it pertains to the amount of time that passes before the other person can get a new boo. Is it rude if they get a new boo two days later, two weeks later, a month later? I personally feel like you have, once we're, especially if we're just dating, you have no ownership. What Once we break up, you break up with me or I break up with you, I don't care if I find somebody five minutes later. That is my business. That's my prerogative. I have never felt some type of way about exes. Honestly, I really didn't keep up. So I don't even know their move on timeline. But if someone came to me and was like, oh, Sabrina, so-and-so, it's like, as they should, like, we are not together. Like, mm. I feel, so I'm curious, is, is that just a Sabrina thing? Because I know sometimes I can have, you know, thoughts that are against the grain. Or do y'all feel like, no, Sabrina, come on. If you were dating someone for 10 years and then they got with someone a week later, that's like not okay. Yeah, I so would I think have part to, of it would depend. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sure. no, I was going to say it, there's a few things that it would depend on. It depends on how long we were together and how quickly you got to somebody else. Because if it's next week, I'm like, I'm thinking you've been with that person in our relationship. Because, you know, I mean, I'm, and it's, I'm, it's hard for me to say in a way because I am far from removed from that type of situation. Like you said, me and Alan have been together for a long time, but we were also in each other's lives for a long We obviously couldn't let it go. So it's kind of hard for me because I've never really been in that situation. Girl. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so when we broke up, we didn't let it go. But mm-hmm. I can understand how if I was dating someone for five years and then a week later there was someone else, like I would be like, no, this don't sit well with me because I feel like now that there was a, not because you're in a relationship um, but because I'm like, were you doing something shady behind my back? Well, let's I say there is no overlap. If there is no overlap and they just happen to meet someone a week later and hit it off. Because I'm like, oh, that, <laughs> like, you can move on so quickly. Like, no, if it's like 
three like I don't know I don't know what the time frame would be but I would feel like if I just got out of a five-year relationship and now I'm with somebody now I'm not saying dating or meeting but if I'm like no this is my girlfriend this is the person I'm now in a committed relationship with so soon that I don't know I would feel like wow oh so what we is really over <laughs> I mean I wouldn't I, yeah, I that's what a breakup is. It's really over. Evie, I'm, like, I'm interested to hear Mel's perspective. Yeah, so for me, I think it would depends on the commitment to the person and how it looks. So whether it was a week, whether it was a month, whether it was three years, a year, five years, um, like if I didn't have really full feelings, like if we were fully committed, yes. to each other, then of course, I'll feel some type of way. But like for me, and I always say this, and it's something that I can literally hang my hat on forever. But and I don't like not a number, but like definitely over a dozen or so relationships. Now, most of them weren't necessarily serious, but Judith has been the only person who could say she met my family. Like there was no Aww. other female who kicked it with my mama. There was no other female who came to my house. There was no other female who can say, oh, I know this sister or I know this. Like some of them knew my brothers because we all we went to high school together. Well, one of my brothers went to high school with him. He was a senior when I was a freshman. So some of them knew him through, oh, that's your brother or tell your brother. I said, hey, or like if they saw me and my dad like at a uh, at a store, like, was at Walmart or something? Like, oh, maybe I seen you and your dad, like, you know, relationship-wise like that. But nobody, like, but even with them, it was two, which I can, well, I can say nicknames. Um, no, I ain't gonna say nicknames because you just never know who listen. But with two of them, <laughs> I remember being, one of them being at Walmart, one of them being at a church event um, at my dad's church. And, like, I was like, hey, that's my dad. But that was all it was. It wasn't like, hey, daddy, that's my girlfriend, so-and-so. Mm. This is my, like, it was none of that. Like, so no person could ever say they, in a sense, were welcome into my family. But if it was somebody who I felt like we were close and we was committed, and I'd be like, I would say at least give me three to six months. And I'm only saying that because is there a possibility for us to get back together? Now, if I know there's no chance of any form of reconciliation, then you can hook up with whoever next week. Because if I'm really at a point where I'm not thinking about you no more, well, like I, I know there's no chance, there's nothing you can do, there's no apology, there's no amount of grace in my heart that I say we would get back together or in her heart to say that I would get back, that she would get back with me because it could have been something that I did. Then it is what it is. Now, married wise, me and Judith, like, I feel like you have to give me five. Like I tell people all the time, like, you know, and I'll say it to y'all and I'll say to whoever listens to the podcast, like, unless we have kids who my stuff go to, but if we were to, something were to happen to me, like, and I'm talking about even in death, not just a divorce. I'm talking about death. Like, don't give my clothes to no other dude. Don't give my shoes to no other dude. Like, <laughs> give them to my nieces, give them to my nephews, give them to the Salvation <laughs> Army, give them to the thrift store. Forget that. You can go give them to the Goodwill for all I care. But I better not be in the <laughs> heavenly realms chilling with Jesus while Jesus is at the right side of the throne. And I look down and I see one of my J's on another dude. Like, I'm like, hey, Jesus. give like, him to the goodwill another dude is eventually going to wear anyway. Just not her eventually, dude. Not her dude, though. That's a big difference. That's a real big difference. He said not like, her dude. He didn't, he said he is not replacing me. He is not walking in my shoes. Literally. <laughs> I'm saying literally and, and figuratively. <laughs> oh, I'm very oh, I did want to say this. I did want to add, EB was right. It depends on the feelings. If I really am like, I'm over, like if we break up and it's because I'm like, I'm done, I can't stand you, you could get somebody else the next day, the next minute, and I would not care. But if- I said, I'll give me peace. Okay, you were like, oh, praise God, they don't. But if you actually still felt a way, like, and even if you like, no, even if I'm like, you know what, I know this is the right, right thing to do for us. Maybe we don't need to be together and I don't want to ever get back with you, but I still care about you still have feelings. Then I might feel away if you're with somebody else, just because I'm like, dang, I still kind of care about this person. But 
Yeah, I think it's if you still care. If you don't care, then you don't care. And that's the part because I, in my mind, when a breakup happens, and you're right, it's not always both parties who are ready for it to end. But even if it's me and I'm still in deep like or love with the person and they break up with me, then that's just something I have to deal with on my own. But I'm not going to project those feelings onto them and their new relationship and especially not their new partner and try to make it something bigger. And that brings us to this whole pop culture drama between Justin Bieber, (laughs) Selena Gomez, and Haley, who is now Haley Bieber. I think she was a Baldwin before. Mm-hmm. Now, I was not involved in this drama. I simply just had, like, not the greatest eyebrows. And they grow just like the hair on my head. They grow very nappy. They're curly. They flip over each other, whatever. So I'm on Facebook last week, and I see this ad for laminated eyebrows. Now, I've never heard of this. So I'm, like, on Snapchat, like, have you guys heard of this? This is really cool. Never. Essentially, they, like perm your eyebrows but it's like something really delicate and good for your face so like your eyebrows look like they do when you get your face like made up it's Mm. phenomenal it's great it's called lamination so i'm on facebook like i mean i'm on snapchat like have you guys heard of this this is really cool i found three places in tampa that do it they all have 4.8 stars and above i'm about to get this done to my eyebrows and one of the young people snaps me and she's like oh is this your way of saying you're on selena gomez side and i'm like what i don't know what she's talking about the most i know about selena gomez is her songs i know she's a date justin bieber but i was never like that is the generation after me's drama like i was into the britney spears and justin timberlake kind of drama like beyonce and jay-z that sort of thing so i was like i don't know what she's talking about so then i go on a deep dive to figure out what she's talking about. But the first interesting point you all need to keep in mind is that just me talking about my eyebrow made, and she wasn't the only one, made other people assume that I was involving Selena Gomez in my life. That's a very important point to remember as we go down this deep dive. So evidently, Selena Gomez were on, and Justin Bieber were on and off. Selena Gomez dated The weekend in one of those offs. The weekend who used to date, oh my God, I feel like such a middle schooler right now. So the weekend used to date Bella Hadid, who's a model, Gigi's sister. Selena and Bella used to be friends. So she was dating her friend's ex. She was not dealing with Justin anymore. Her and the weekend broke up. Her and Justin get back together for like their last time. And then after they break up, her and Justin break up for the last time, Justin gets engaged to Haley two months later. Mm. That's the ground. So it goes back and we've all heard our perspectives on how we feel. In my mind, if we're broken up, it doesn't matter if I still like you or you still like me. What we do next in our lives is our own business because it feels kind of narcissistic to me to think, well, now you've moved on. Well, we're broken up. What am I supposed to do? Just wait until society says it's okay for me to like move. Like I, yeah, I'm moving on. So anyway, Flash forward, there has been this juju in the atmosphere of Haley and Kylie Jenner are bullying Selena. So Hmm. Selena got on, I think, TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. And she was talking about first, which I think is weird. Remember, her and Bella were friends. Then she dated Bella's ex. So she's Selena's on TikTok like, oh, I wish I was. There's a filter that makes you look like Bella Hadid. 
and gives you Bella Hadid's voice. And it says, hi, I'm Bella Hadid. So Selena's up there saying, I'm Bella Hadid. And then she's like, oh, and her regular voice, I wish I was as pretty as Bella. We can dive into that in a moment. I'm just laying out the facts right now. And then Selena, some of on a Justin Bieber and Selena fan page from like years ago. I'm not talking two years ago, like years ago. Selena comments on it because someone's like, oh, look at Selena with Justin when she was so skinny. And she puts like a little sad face. She makes another comment about how like, oh, he really liked to date models. And this is a man she dated years ago who was now a married man that she's commenting on. And that same TikTok where she pretended to be Bella Hadid, she then talks about accidentally over laminating her eyebrows. Kylie Jenner posts a couple of days later. She asks Kylie Haley Bieber, and she's like, hey, is this how the eyebrows are supposed to look? She has a picture of her, her eyebrow, and she asks Haley. Then people are like, okay, well, Kylie and Haley are bullying Selena because they made this post. Then a video appears from six years ago. Y'all have to remember, because of Taylor Swift's feud with Kanye, Kanye being married to Kim, there was drama there. And Taylor Swift felt like Justin Bieber was on the scooter brand Kanye side mm-hmm. of things. So Taylor Swift heard Justin Bieber's name at a concert or show or whatever they were. And she put her finger at her mouth as if she was throwing up. So then, period, Haley, when she was on her little TV show and somebody mentioned Taylor Swift, she did the same thing Taylor Swift mm. did. She put her hand at her mouth as if she was throwing up. And you have to remember, this video is like six or seven years old. So then Selena, last week, apps Haley Bieber, and she's like, I'm sorry, but just so you know, Taylor Swift, my best friend, is one of the best to ever do it. Mind you, Haley at this time has not added Selena, has not done anything directly to Selena. So far, the things Haley has done is for other people. Yes, she started dating Justin Bieber. Yes, she was a fan of Justin Bieber when she was younger. When Selena and Justin were dating, Haley like made a tweet like, oh, they're a really cute couple. So people are like, oh, she was trying to insert herself from the very beginning. We just talked about people grow, people change. Her and Justin Bieber did develop her friendship. Haley also went on a podcast and was like, and this is the first time Haley has spoken out publicly about the situation. And all she said was, there, it has never been any overlap between Selena and Justin's relationship and my relationship with Justin. But, you know, I'm only on this side and I can only control my fans. She still didn't directly at Selena. Oh, and the other thing Selena did, they were at a award show like six months ago and Selena posted a picture of her and Haley. I guess to be like, hey, there's no beef, but Haley didn't post that. Selena posted it. And then Selena's coming back commenting on a video for six, seven years ago. Since then, both Kylie and Haley Bieber have lost millions of followers on Instagram. Yes. And there are so many articles out there about how, like, you know, Selena is like, oh, I'm just going to get off of TikTok because this is toxic. I'm too old for this. Mind you, Selena's the one who's been doing this. And then she just got back on. I think it was yesterday. And she's like, I'm back with a heavy heart. Girl, you weren't even off for a week. (laughs) Now, what I've been seeing, and this is another one of those situations where I'm against the grain. A lot of people are like, Team Selena, how dare they? Even Kylie said, hey, I didn't even see Selena's post about the eyebrows. This is ridiculous. Selena commented under Kylie's post like, yeah, it is ridiculous. I'm a fan of yours. So Selena did speak up when people were trying to come for Kylie. She is not speaking up about this Haley thing. 
I talked to one of my friends about it and they're like, you have to understand Justin got engaged to Haley two months after and that was wrong. And I'm thinking that's none of Haley's business. If this fine man who I've had a crush on is coming for me and now he wants to marry me and I'm about it, then I'm about it. <laughs> what is Selena to me? It's like they're broken up. That is not my business. And that's from two months ago. So th- that is the groundwork of it. I'm curious. And I know I said a lot, Evie, and you were probably like me. You know nothing about this. This is not your cup of tea. But do you care to comment? <laughs> no. Nah, so I would say because of, I'm sorry, I would say because of their stardom, you're naturally going to get attention about it. But most people, and I'm saying most people, I don't have a statistic about every relationship that has broken up or every wedding that has taken place. Um, but I'm sure that this is somewhat common. Um, it just doesn't get magnified always, but you have people who begin to even insert themselves of like, Hey, like, you know, when we were dating, were y'all texting? When we were dating, were y'all talking? When we were dating, were y'all leaking up? And you have individuals who begin to project at times realities and facts, um, because it could be what was happening. Um, and then others who will project their insecurities on a situation. Um, it's just unfortunate because you have three individuals who seem to be very influential within Generation Z and Generation Alpha, where like, why is this a thing? Why is this so, I guess you could say, why is this magnified, especially from years ago? Like, and I'm saying years ago, as in stuff that happened back in like 2017, 2018, whenever it kind of, the back and forth kind of started. But it's just like, we are at a place now where individuals should be adults and conduct themselves um, as such. And then you also, you know, you got fans who don't make these moments any better because there'll be more stuff that get brought to light or more connections because of what we would consider social media journalism or social media investigators who will find every little comment that was ever spoken to any party, any little like that was done, especially on like the Instagrams or on Twitters or on things like that. And it's, it's just unfortunate, but I would say as a, not necessarily as a wrap up, but something as a, like when you, how would I word it? When you break up with a person, um, find your best to find closure in that situation as hard or as difficult or as challenging it may be, um, whether that be just you cutting them off cold Turkey or you having a full blown conversation. Cause there's some people who literally just ghost people and that other person never know what happened or what they did, or is it really over while there's other people who are adamant on, Hey, this is, this is the end for us. So whenever you are, find yourself severing ties with someone or separating. I would say just be some form of an adult. Um, I would encourage, I would say, be some form of an adult to have that conversation or that closure in some way, shape or form. And then whatever happens after that, you can't control it. Like however that person responds, however they take it, however they um, cope with it, that's just, it is what it is. You can't deal with that or you can't um, handle that. That's all I got. I think that... I, I don't, I'm not going to knock Selena for having her feelings, but girl, they've been married for three years now. You got to, at some point, let it go. Now, because, you know, like, I'm just like, I can understand this. Maybe she did this three weeks after she found out or a week after she found out they got married. She's trolling or doing all these things. But I'm like, girl, it's been, I was, I had to look, I'm like, they feel like they've been married for a while. They've been married for three years. Girl, at this point, you got to just be like, well, he's gone and just let it go. 
and go find someone else to like or go do something else with your life. But even if you still have feelings for Justin, you got to let this go because he's gone and you got to let it go. Yeah, if I was Haley, I would have to beat her ASS because this is going too far. You know, it's one thing to have your feelings. That's fine. But you keep inserting yourself. Something I failed to add is Selena held the release of her song, which I love Lose You to Love Me. That was truly a bop. Um, She could have released it in February. She held it to release it the month after they got married. And she's quoted in an interview saying, like, I wanted him to hear it. It's like, maybe he don't want to hear it. Maybe he doesn't care how you feel about the fact that now that he's married, you feel like you can, you've lost him and now you can really love yourself. Like, I get it. Like, it's, it can come down to the bottom dollar, not saying that she needs it, but that is brilliant marketing. If you have that, you know, in your arsenal to play with, like, okay, he's getting married and I'm going to release a song about how I feel about it. And then she has this another song on that album, which is also about, um, look at her now. Like, yeah, it took a few tears and all that, but now I'm doing great. But it's like Sharika said, now it's years later and you keep, like for me, even the Bella Hadid thing is weird. If one of Doug's exes was like, oh, look at me, I'm Sabrina. Oh, but I wish I was as pretty as Sabrina. Like, I would find that weird. Like, can yeah. you not, could you, I would not engage the person, which I think Haley is doing the very, and I pray her and Justin continue not to respond. Just mm-hmm. let her have her moment. And I know it's very hard because she has oh, millions. She's the most followed woman on Instagram in the world. Wow. She I has. Yeah. From I, from this moment, though, that's the crazy part. That's one of the things that people wouldn't realize. Like she was I think she was always like top two or top three. But yeah, from this moment, she took Kylie Jenner's spot because people have started to unfollow um, Jenner Kylie. and Kylie and and what's the other one? Haley or whatnot. Um, so it's crazy to see how the world is. And then like I had seen something just because as we were talking about, it, I was like, this is more and I would say more popular. It's more popular or more prevalent between those generations of Generation Z and Generation Alpha. But you're talking about 750 million hashtags for Team Selena, okay. which is wild. Right. And try to process. And I'm saying wild because it's like it also lets us know one where like as I'm saying us as a me use me, Sabrina and Sharika, where we're at in this world, because we are not none of those 750 million hashtags. But <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, if we had to choose, yeah. we also would look at it not saying we're picking sides. So please don't try to come for us. No, or, you know, but because we honestly we don't know these people. But it's like it just sucks because it's like you have to get to a point where you move on. Like stop like stop antagonizing people. Stop being a. I guess you could say, I don't like, cause I don't want to call a grown person a pest, but like, don't be a pest on a relationship. <laughs> it is, like, she is I'm glad you said it. And I'm in the minority here. And I'm somebody, I'm a fan of Justin Bieber that if I was your boyfriend song, there's a lot of songs that I really like of his. I'm a fan of Selena's music, but I feel like I'm on the crazy train because most people I've talked to are like teen. And the team thing is weird too. I'm on nobody's team. I'm just trying to have an objective viewpoint and see what I see. I see one person directly adding another person and their family and bringing stuff back up, like commenting on stuff about an older relationship, about a man who is married, which I find disrespectful to the relationship. And then I see another person just living their life because people are like, well, Selena had a cook sh- cooking show, but then Haley had one. And then Selena invited her grandma and then Haley did. And I'm like, a cooking show's not that unique. A lot of people got cooking. 
So, and even, I think I, I don't, I'm not team Haley, but I sympathize with her because I was just talking about my eyebrows and people assumed I was talking about Selena. That's how crazy the Selena fans are getting. Like, not everything's about Selena. Some people are just living their life. Justin had his birthday. And that's the other thing. I feel like it is calculated. You're doing, you know, your man, your ex-man's birthday. Like you're doing all this stuff. You, do you want, you want a response? My response is how come people aren't talking about the fact that the girl who gave you her kidney that was your supposed BFF unfollowed you? And there's beef between y'all because she's like, um, basically, how come you only care about your super famous friends? Because Selena was in her interview and she was saying, well, like, well, the only person I really hang out with on this level is like Taylor. Now, to be fair, the actress who gave Selena her kidney and they used to be really good friends. She's famous too, but not like on a Taylor Swift level. So I don't think Selena was trying to come for her friend and she's not going to list every single friend she's got, but that friend was hurt. And that's not the only friend Selena has or had who's shared that same sentiment about Selena caring about like, you know, the status of the friends. Selena, I don't know you. And if your fans heard, like, I'm sure they are ripped me to pieces, but I'm just saying from an outsider's point of view, you appear to be the antagonizer. So just maybe, like, stop. Let this Haley girl have a good relationship with Justin, and that be okay. And if they fail, let them fail on their own. They don't need you commenting on stuff from years ago, bringing stuff back up. Because it, I don't really know the part of what a pick-me is, but I've heard the term. It feels like that. Like, I'm going to talk about how my ex really only preferred models and what you're fishing for comments. I'm going to talk about how my other ex's girlfriend is so pretty and how I could never be that pretty. Selena, you're effing beautiful. Like, like it's just very, it's giving weird. And I haven't seen her documentary, My Mind and Me. So maybe that if I watch that, that would give me more insight into this sort of behavior but it's very hard for me to co-sign it because I can't understand it. I cannot imagine commenting on an ex's marriage. Like it just mm-hmm. feels so disrespectful. Like I wouldn't and be like, oh, well, when he was with me, this, or I'm going to at your wife and be like, oh, well, your wife shouldn't say something about one of my best friends. Taylor Swift doesn't need you to defend her. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift was fine. Taylor Swift wasn't even commenting on it. Also, Taylor Swift came for her husband first. It sounds like a conversation between Justin Taylor and Haley, but it's like you can't miss an opportunity to insert yourself when it comes to Justin. Mm. Yeah. I just happy to get that off my chest. And I know most 99% of the people will not agree with me. They'll just call me a hater and say, I don't understand. And that Kylie and Haley are bullying Selena. And they talk about how Selena's always been beautiful, but Kylie and Haley haven't. Like they're really giving these low blows. And it just feels wild because. Everything with Kylie and Haley's side and Kendall, because they brought her in, it is assumed. We are assuming that the eyebrow post was about her. We are assuming that she did the cooking show. But everything on Selena's side is direct. Mm. And it's like people have blinders on. And that's all. I, you know, I'll close with that little comment. But Sharika, if you or Evie, if you have anything final before we get to our scripture. I was just saying, like, some things, you know, this is where we talk about, like, some things Hey, if you still feel the way about your ex, that's something you take with your talk out with your girlfriends and y'all be like, mm-hmm, yeah, I see that. You know, you talk about that, even if it's been three years, but girl, publicly, it just looks like, I mean, I don't care if, if you, you know, I don't care if Justin did leave you and, or was cheating on you with Haley and then they got married. Girl, they got married and now it's three years later. At this point, 
it doesn't even matter how it was or what it was or when it went down. It's over now. That's the fact. So girl, let it go and go live your life. You have so many other things that you could be putting your attention and energy towards. Like, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, I get it. You might be in your feelings, but at some point, girl, he said what he said. He got married. He said, I do. That's what he said. And girl, you got to let it go. So I would say, and I'm closing out. I know this is another subject and we don't have to talk. Well, I would say, let's not talk about it, but I'll just throw another relationship craziness that's out there because it was going to be something that I possibly thought about expounding on, but I honestly don't care that much to (laughs) expound on it fully. But just because we're talking about relationships, could you imagine having a close to billionaire uh, boyfriend and then him tricking you to leaving the house by saying, hey, we're going to go on a short vacation. And then when you go on vacation, um, quotation marks in the air, um, you find yourself locked out and you find yourself basically, I don't know, you get dumped that way. Um, So that's what just happened to um, some lovely lady by the name of Erica Herman and the one and only Tiger Woods. Um, And this is funny to me because it's like, I'm, I'm t- like, and I'm saying funny to me because it's like, why is this news? Like, I, like I'm trying to figure out how a person can even file a lawsuit, and that's why I, I love Florida, but I also highly dislike Florida, and I also highly dislike America on the things that we can file charges on, or what, or what we can have lawsuits. Why we can file lawsuits on? Like, it should be dismissed effective immediately. But like, he dumped her, kicked her out of the house essentially. Um, but she's filing a lawsuit for thirty million dollars because when they, I guess, started kicking it, rocking it in 2017. Um, he made her sign an NDA, but she's trying to come out with her tell all story. And it's like, you should have known what she was getting into by who you're dating. You should have known what he was getting into by signing this NDA. You should have known who you was getting into by basically, and I don't know all the ins and outs of their relationship, but figuring out what role you're supposed to play in this because you should have known that because of the powers that be and the money that people have, like you would never have essentially the power um, in this situation. And it sucks because again, I don't know all the details, but it was just funny because as we're talking about this relationship, that's one of the common threads or trending stories that's popping up of like, like how is she mad? Cause she got kicked out of his house. Like it wasn't right. like, and it's just like, well, it's crazy that we live in a world. I don't care. We're broken up. It's my house. Get the F out. And people like want to be squatting no. and stuff. No, Sharika. I'm telling you that little Becky just is trying to get her money. And she looks like she's crazy. <laughs> you can tell by the <laughs> eyes. Okay. Like the situation is you were with this man. He got a lot of money. And I don't think they just magically broke up in the blink of an eye when he took her on this vacation trip. She knew the end was coming and she thought, well, you're, he can't get me out of the house. How's he going to get me out of the house? I'll just stay here. I'll win him back. And he had something for her. <laughs> he pro- she probably thought like, oh, this is our reconnection trip. You know, he's going to run it back. And he was like, finally, like the fact that he had to go through those extremes. Like I, this is what I say about going against the grain. I'm thinking why? Why does he have to do this trickery? Probably because this person is not mature or sane enough to simply realize it's over. And she had her own money, I'm sure, but that's his house. I don't care if I've been dating you for 10 years. When it's over and it's mine, get out. <laughs> so, um, and I, I know you're about to kill us with the scripture, not kill us, but you're about to share no, no, the no, scripture I, with us. It's but all, guess it's what? Fine. Just because, you know, you start reading stuff and you do more stuff. So what? currently, Tiger Woods is in violation of the oral, listen to this, the oral Tennessee agreement and in violation of Florida law. So in my mind, I'm about to go stay with somebody because, you know, his houses are crazy. I'm about to ask somebody, can I stay with them for a couple of weeks? Don't sign no paperwork and just stay there and be like, Judith, we here now. 
Cause this is wild that you make an oral <laughs> agreement. No, like she was in my house because we was in a relationship. But now that we're no longer in a relationship, it's like those type of laws that I'm like, who wrote this law? Who signed it? And that's why I tell people always, and I know we'll talk about it more in November and we'll talk about it more when elections come around. Shout out to Tampa Mayor Jane Castor for winning another reelection. Cause she, from my eyes, I feel like she's been doing a solid job of holding people accountable, especially those in power who sits at the table with her. But it's like one of those things. That's why I always tell you people stop voting based off of your political political lines and your political parties like vote on policy get to know these people go sit right. in on these meetings know what they're talking about on their campaign trail be the person who makes them uncomfortable by asking them questions that they are unsure of like right now we have a lovely lady by the name of nikki haley and young go look her up who she who she is she's running for um she's running for president for 2024 but my dog was like we need to lower the um, retirement age because these young people, millennials and Gen Z, they need to have money for them when they do retire. Guess what? They asked the lady what age she's thinking about. She said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, so we do. Like the age has been going up just about every year for the past five or six decades, so to speak. And like they ask you one simple question that you're trying to run on, then you hit them with a on like you could have just said, we're gonna reset the way it was in nineteen eighty. You could say anything. Like you you gotta give the people Come something. Moving right back to sixty five. Yeah, like, but you're gonna hit it with the I don't know. It's like, oh, you done lost me. You had me for a little bit. You know, like you might, I might, I might go switch my thing up and vote for you because I don't know what we're doing on the other side. Um, but I'm like, I might. But then when they, you hit me with that, I'm like, all right, go ahead, Ron. Ron, you need to go ahead and get in this race because I can't. Do no. it. Yes, let's dive into that next time because that is a bigger conversation and we're going to run it back to that retirement age thing. But Sharika, I know that I am not like the end all be all and I am curious about other perspectives because truly, I can't understand the other side of it when it comes to the Tiger Woods thing. So as our bookend, can you just share the perspective of why she has a right to stay there, even though they're breaking up? I'm not saying, I don't know. I don't know much about, I don't know anything about the story beyond what was shared, but I'm just going to say sometimes people do be doing people wrong. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying she's not above trying to get money. She might be, but I'm saying sometimes people do try to do people wrong. And if you did the trickery, if you want, like, now I'm just going to take it from the side of like, maybe he didn't tell her. Maybe he, if I'm taking it from what you said, if you were like, Hey, let's go on a trip. And then I come back and I can't get back into the house that I've been living at for three years or however long they've been living there. I don't feel a type of way about that. Now, well, I don't hers know. was worse. She, they, huh? they planned the vacation. They told her to meet Tiger at the airport. When she got to the airport, they said, "Oh yeah, just a heads up, you ain't going nowhere. You got locked up." See, that's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. That is terrible. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I feel so. I don't know why it's it's bringing me laughter and so making me laugh. Oh, it's funny. It's funny, it. but it's like dang. If it was me, it wouldn't be funny, but it's funny to hear, like, hey, but Sharika, hey, meet me here. It would never be you. It would never be you because one thing my parents taught me, even in my marriage, and I didn't take this advice completely, but have your own. Sharika, I don't imagine you would be like, oh, I'm just going to be booed up. There's a reason why that's not wise because this can happen to you. True. It can happen to you if you're married too, but there's so much more. You don't have to be basing it off of no oral law or anything like that. There's a reason why it says don't be unequally yoked. There's a reason why. Now, you can try to do all those things and it can still go left. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But it wouldn't happen to you. It wouldn't happen to Evie. I can't 
seeing Evie being like, oh, mom, you got a house. I'll just live here. You wouldn't make yourself that vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You know what would happen if that was me? I would go to my house because I will always make sure if I'm just shacking up with someone who's a boyfriend, I'm always going to make sure I got away. <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. Okay, I'm locked out and I have my stuff over here. I don't care if it's 10, 20 years. My mom and dad have been together for 30, how do my 30, 35 years. Even when I was home, I was like, dad, why don't you just let the apartment go? It's literally down the street. You can walk from one to the other. It's a one bedroom apartment. That's where he takes care of all his cars and stuff. He's like, no, because that's mine. <laughs> it's like just the idea of having something. This person, you love them, but we both said people grow over the years. You don't know who they're going to turn up to. It's nice to know you got a little something just in case. <laughs> and if Doug tried that to me, I mean, unfortunately, I would just have to run it back to North Carolina because I don't have another house on the side. But I just, in Jesus' name, that will never be my situation. So there we go. All right. Speaking of Jesus' name, let's go straight uh, to the Old Testament. Uh, Numbers chapter 10, verses 29. We're going to start about there. Now, Moses, he's leading people out of Egypt still. We heard last week about how he was like, make sure you wear underwear if you're going to walk up the stairs. And this week, he's talking to his brother-in-law. And it starts in 29. And this is the message version. He said, uh, Moses said to his brother-in-law, Hoab, son of Ural the Midianite, Moses, his father-in-law, we're marching to the place about which God promised. I'll give it to you. Come with us. We'll treat you well. God has promised good things for Israel. So his brother-in-law is not an Israelite, but he's telling him, you know, come hang with us. Keep marching with us and we'll treat you well. But his brother-in-law, Hoab, said, I'm not coming. I'm going back to my own country, to my own family. Moses countered, don't leave us. You know all the best places to camp in the wilderness. We need your eyes. If you come with us, we'll make sure that you're in all the good things that God has promised. And so they left. I found that to be hilarious because Moses, you said you weren't good with words, but you just tried to give your brother-in-law the okie doke. I'm going to tell him, come with us and everything will be good and gravy. And when he's like, no, you're like, but actually we need you to come because we're camping out here and you're the only one who knows this wilderness. <laughs> like really, <laughs> Moses, you couldn't just start with the actual ask. You couldn't just like go ahead and be humble yourself and be like, we need you. And poor brother-in-law, he wanted to go back to his own country and family and you're going to hit it with the guilt trip. I found that to be hilarious. God, please don't smite me. I know Moses is favored and beyond and I have all the respect, but you created me. So you know that my humor and I just thought that was so, <laughs> so funny. EB, what are you expounding on today? Um, mine's is going to be short and sweet, short and sweet. I know a lot of people don't always take heed to this advice when they're traveling abroad to connect with the, I guess you could say the embassy that, um, the, the U.S. embassy in that host country that they are going to. But after a recent situation where I believe it was four or five people who got kidnapped. And mm -hmm. on top of that, I believe two people got killed. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think from South Carolina, don't quote me on that, but they were going from what I understand, going for a tummy tuck, that cartel assumed them to be drug traffickers or human traffickers and then kidnapped them, killed two of the people. Some of the people escaped. And it's one of those things of like people didn't even know in a sense they were there. Um, and then today, just reading a report of how um, which this typically doesn't happen. If you travel abroad, you don't necessarily see um either the fbi or government agencies inside of the airport outside of import airport employees like you'll see customs enforcement agents stuff like that but like currently in mexico there's fbi agents 
who are inside of airports and throughout Mexico, encouraging American citizens to either one, make sure you check in or two, be very, very cautious on how you travel in this country. And I know there's dangerous places in Mexico and there's dangerous places in America and there's dangerous places in Japan and there's dangerous places in Haiti and there's dangerous places in Bahamas. There's danger all across this world. Like we live in a world surrounded in a sense by evil and sin and craziness. Um, I'm just saying those of you, especially in this month of March, and I know for a lot of um, our listeners, especially those college kids who you travel for spring break, you kick it with people, you go on vacations. Just be mindful of your surroundings. Um, don't be one of those people who like, oh, I'm going to travel solo. I'm going to do my own thing. Like if you got an iPhone, because I'm assuming Android's got the same thing. But if you have an iPhone, share your locations with your family or your friends. Be one of those people who maybe like I don't know. I, I've even done this on a few occasions where I would have. I'll share on my, of course, like you share your location, but then I have my Apple watch literally like in my book bag or something, just in case something were to happen to me. Now, part of it is because my Enneagram, like I'm a, you know, I think worst case scenarios everywhere I go, like most rooms or most meeting spaces, you all kind of see me with my back towards, like my back towards the crowd, just in case something were to happen or something were to break out. But that's just kind of how I I operate and I'm not saying for you to operate like that. Like, you know, you always hear Sabrina hit y'all with a scripture of, you know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Right. So I'm encouraging you to just be mindful and to take initiative on how you lead your life and how you live your life. Yes. God protects all and God covers all, but God also encourages us not to walk through life ignorant as if nothing can or will happen um, to us. Like you just see that by the people he wants you to be surrounded with. You see that by him telling you that he wants you to live in community. You see that by saying you're part of the body of Christ. Like you're not just a soul being. So, um, yeah, stay prayed up, stay locked in, stay encouraged, stay at peace, stay surrounded by people who wants to make sure that you are always good, loved and safe. Um, that's all I got. Oh, yeah. And then um, some guy by the name of Mitch, Mitch McConnell fell and he's in the hospital. Um, pray for that. Pray for that. Um, that I didn't that know that. Me either. Politician. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. It's the way he said it. I'll just say it like that. Um, I'm going to go ahead with my recommend. <laughs> I'm trash today. Uh, yes. Where was I? Oh, golly. Now I done lost my little thingy. Well, uh, I talked about the Plain English podcast last week, and this week I'm going to recommend a book. Forgive me, Sharika and Evie. Do not <laughs> hate me if I've already recommended this before, but uh, The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite books, and I'm doing like a rehash of some of uh, my favorite books over time, Alexander Dumas. It tells this beautiful story of revenge and um, why in some cases, even though you deserve that you know, you deserve to get them back. Why it's probably not the best idea, but it's beautiful. And um, I suggested to Selena Gomez because I know she's feeling some <laughs> type of way right now. But yes, the Count of Monte Cristo. If you've never read it, pretty easy read. Very, very entertaining. Um, for me, there is a for those of you who have HBO Max, and I know for some people it's some um, what would be considered suggestive or explicit language. But I enjoy. Um, I necessarily listen to suggestive or explicit language, but I enjoy listening to people um, dive into what they are dealing with or what they have going on. But I'll encourage you guys to check out Marlon Wayne's God, um, God Loves Me special on HBO Max. Oh, um, I was just heard about that special. Um, my recommend is um, 
um, from, uh, it's an old show that, you know, every now and again, I run back an old show and I was on Disney plus and I saw smart guy was on there. And so that's what I recommend. It was fun times. So hey, that's what I'm smart guy. Huh? That's a good show. I say smart guy. That's a good show. Oh yeah. All right. As always, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you glean from different situations that we talked about, especially some of the relationship fiasco or um, just talking about the scripture that Sabrina hit us with, or maybe there's something else that you would like us to dive into or expound on. So as um, always, our inbox is open and free for comments, suggestions, questions, answers, if we have them or topics to discuss. We would love to hear from you, our listeners, of what you want us to dive into and what you want us to talk about. We are open to hearing those suggestions. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back.